1: Welcome back to an all-new episode of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. I have one of my favorite people that I follow here in front of me in person. I haven't talked to him for a couple of years on the show because he's also one of those people you don't hit up all the time because he's just, he's brilliant. He's got his own thing going. You don't want to like go to that well too many times. Mm So when I realized I was coming to New York, of course I wanted him on. You need to listen to his podcast if you don't. It's called We Should Talk, where there are one-on-one interviews. My only complaint is I want more. I want them to be longer. I think of him as, like, you know, Dan Rather of interviews. I I, I was just listening to one with Serena Kerrigan that I was loving, like, introducing me to new people on top of famous people, reality stars, all the like. Also, one of my favorite follow, follows on uh, Twitter, slash X. Mr. Gibson John, welcome, Johns, welcome to the show. What a
0: pleasure to be back. I think I, it's been like three years. It
1: has, but we're we, the we, pandemic we, was we keep, was tough. Yeah, it's tough. It
0: was. It was. Um, um, well, first of all, I will say my podcast has been sort of evolving out of my control a little bit. So I am uh, I'm starting something new on the side okay. that will get more of we'll get more bravo more reality are you
1: taking over for me is this are no, you is this the announcement no, right now you No like,
0: <laughs> no but I'm very happy for you and, and your new home at Betches as we love Betches it's and, so and, great and you're, I, you're a perfect fit I'm so happy for you um no but there's more to come there so, okay good yes yeah because just, that's one of those it's things been every of transition time,
1: you guys if you follow him if you read any of the, like you you're so keyed into pop culture but you're also funny as hell if you're <laughs> watching you. a housewife shows and tweeting about it at the same time I'm like these are going to be Funny takes, great takes. Thank you. You were talking about Lisa Barlow last night on Salt Lake, and just even just talking about Mother. simple things like her
0: looks. Of
1: just like, guys, this, this is the wrong thing to even be focusing on right now.
0: Yeah, I try to like, it's. I try to like wait a beat before I say, I post something, <laughs> even if it's like, even if it's literally just a beat, you know. Like I, especially because I I do interview them a lot, and I like I you have relationships interact with them a lot. I try not to take the like instinctual negative kind of like let's let's knock them down kind of approach to commentating on it because one, they wouldn't want to ever interview with me. And two, I just like, I feel like there's always like a smarter way to to read these shows, even if like, you know, it's not always that serious. Like sometimes it is that serious. And sometimes I like, I, I just want to try to understand it on like a slightly deeper level. Even if that means that like when Lisa Barlow's freaking out about having to like not being able to use her glam like to me in that moment it was so obvious that like it wasn't just about that like it was clearly based on like something deeper with her and like making fun of her because she's having a breakdown of her glam like yeah that's easy but then like okay but why is she actually doing that?
1: You know what I mean? Totally. And that's what I think those shows can provide both because yes. in not doing the drag makeup, it still provided us with a perfect Lisa Barlow 100%. moment that was 100%. also kind of, there was a laugh in there as well, yeah, but course. also there's I'll, a deeper, with her. Yeah. yeah, deeper understanding that I think all of these women have this kind of deeper story. And I think that's, essentially what keeps us coming
0: back not people 100%. going to
1: prison and things of yeah, that yeah, nature. yeah
0: yeah i think that like you, you we have these like uh, milestone moments like these big kind of like tenfold moments like that but like what i've liked in recent years of the housewives is that especially with like oc and with some of these recent other seasons like it's like we don't have to have the big scandal we don't have to have the big thing to like make it a worthwhile show or season yeah. to watch. you know and i think that for a while wa- for a couple years there i was sort of like how are they going to keep this up like how and i actually thought that salt lake was this, like, flame that was burning so bright but so quickly. Yeah. And I was really nervous about what it would be like after Jen. And, like, obviously, as we've seen, it's been – it's its best season yet. Um, and I think it's because there's, like, not, not – there isn't that pressure to, like, all right, this is about Jen's sentencing. This is about the FBI coming to find her in the game. Yeah. This is about X, Y, Z. And, like, this is just about, like – a group of women going on trips and like fighting over stupid shit that's
1: essentially yeah. at its core what it what it should be and then we yes. get actually new stories like i was enjoying monica's story i think she went a little too hard in this right. week's episode against lisa but i'm still like it's still wow. compelling it's
0: still and really then, compelling
1: uh angie i mean angie online it's so angie interesting K. the fandom but even angie going too hard right now and trying to throw everything against the wall to see what sticks I appreciate it from a humor level because it works in the sense yeah. of,
0: well, that's something Mary Cosby out there is something. Yeah. Angie's, she's working a little too hard, but she at least is trying to give us some moments. You know, she, she's, she, she's putting, she's like, she, she is, <laughs> she, it is kind of one of those things where like you see two people talking and then she, her head just pops up between them, you know, but <laughs> she, um, she's making costumes. Exactly. Sorry. And like, she, she's trying, she came uninvited, all, you know, the whole nine yards and, um, I was one of those people who I really liked her as a friend last season. I, it's a nice experiment to see her as a housewife, and I'm curious how, like, it's going to... I'm curious how, if she's going to, like, settle down or... Clearly, I think Meredith is, like, not not having her, obviously, and she's trying to, like, get her out, but... um Meredith's interesting if you talk about like power players because there is
1: this – there was this gap created with Jen Shaw leaving just because she took up so much space with her voice and her character and persona. But then you have people like Meredith and Lisa and, you know, I don't think Lisa per se, but Meredith I think is gunning for that number one spot in terms of you shall listen (laughs) to me even in her voice. Mm -hmm. It it reminded me a little bit of when – in Roni when Bethany left, and then you had yeah. potentially Dorinda and Luann wanting to step totally. into that spot.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like the rise of... I mean, I, it's hard, because, like, on on Salt, like, I kind of always feel like... I've always felt that Meredith and Lisa kind of... They occupied that that sort of level, but Jen was just, like, you could not ignore yeah. her, and she was just so, like, full of shit, honestly. And, like, I just... We
1: can say it! She can't come after us know, at this point. Yeah. And I,
0: I, I've all... She us three seasons of, like of uh, she was three seasons full of like non-truth like that nothing we saw from her was ever authentic and i think that what's so great this season is that you know the women before they she was always this factor they had to like deal with whether like they were in a line with her or just be her enemy like it was kind of one or the other there was no gray area with jen and now this that taking her out of the out of the equation is just like freeing them all up to just like they're breathe they can breathe but they can also kind of fight for that role and i think it's it's interesting and it's more it's more fun to watch. Yeah. And but there's still amazing drama. Um, but I just by the end of her run on the show, I just found her like unwatchable. Oh, I was and, exhausting. And I was thinking the show was so dark. I mean, Heather went from being a fan favorite in season one, like probably first season and a half, I would say. To like the, the next season and a half, like people were like really hating her. She went
1: down with the yeah. genshows, and then now
0: all of a sudden it's like we're back to the had the we we kind of fell in love yeah, with. Once, I think at the beginning, once it's,
1: that first li- first little drop of yeah, pee but hit I, the but floor. I think part yeah. of
0: it is that like she was kind of like paralyzed by the gen of it all you know and well, there like, are certain people was, in our but, lives that yeah, like 100%. are magnet
1: you know and, and then you can't help but support yeah. them we, we've all had that experience i'm just curious because heather is such a fan of these shows to mm-hmm. begin with and whitney to a degree as well but heather's more heather's better at verbalizing it yes i'm curious to see how she course corrects and if it's too if she's trying too much to win the fandom back
0: i know i know it'll be interesting and I mean, even like she posts on Instagram, like her caption was "drag me, money." Drag me, it's like, it's like she she she, she gets, gets the references, and w- which is what we love about her. But it's it's all kind of within. It's all relative, you know. And I don't yeah. want, you don't want it to go too like too fanny. But um, I'm I feel good about her this season, honestly. And. It, Because I've always liked Heather, but it did last season, the association with Jen was just like, it was really sinking her. Yeah. I would love a dating
1: storyline with her. I would love to see. I would love that. That's not just like a one night stand joke that we've had in the past.
0: 100%. I agree. I'm Um, curious why we haven't
1: gotten that. Now, I was thinking about the fandom for any kind of fandom, Mm -hmm. like whether it be the Taylor Army, Mm -hmm. the Beyonce, you know, like any of these people, including and especially Real Housewives and Bravo fans. When you go online, Mm -hmm. there's a whole different perspective that you have and it kind of, a lot of the times takes a gigantic negative slant on yes. everything, where even coming into the season, if we use Salt Lake as an, as an example, it was like, this show's gonna be trash. It's horrible. I heard it was horrible. My friend works on it and says it's the worst thing they've ever filmed. And then it turns out to not be the case. What is your take on that? Because you are online yeah. in well, those streets. I try,
0: I try really hard not to pay too much attention to what's coming out of the filming of it all, because I, I operate from the assumption of like, I'd rather see less and be surprised more, you know? And 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 I don't need to see the the photos of them filming that the person at the table five tables overtook and like sent into Dumois or like I don't <laughs> I don't really I don't really care about that kind of stuff. Like it's it's fun to hear whispers and hear like and whatever, but like to me, like no news should be good news. And like even we see, I mean, who knows? Like with this uh Orange County reunion trailer trailer, it was like, it was what 39 seconds and like to me, I what I hope that means is that they're just holding back a little bit, and that the, I mean that the the editors and with the yeah. production are holding back a little bit and kind of wetting our appetites versus like that means there's nothing there. Yeah, like, not that like, we got right, nothing. Right, but like I think that we it's it's proven that. Just because you're not hearing all this like breaking news from filming of real Housewives season doesn't mean you're going to get a bad season because this season of Salt Lake is case in point.
1: Yeah, the fandom has been proven wrong time and time again, yet we keep making these wild accusations. And like we know, and I think it's even with the casting of like that person needs to be fired. Like, oh my God. They they don't listen. I
0: think think the, the calling to like fire people, I think that that is, I've noticed that a lot since the pandemic when a lot of new fans came into Housewives and they binged all 10 seasons of of Roni or something. And like, unlike they just kind of like, they came in with the, they don't have the, uh, they haven't invested the time over the years in some of these women. (laughs) But I actually think that has to do with like how quickly you're like, okay, let's fire Giselle or let's fire XYZ. Because like, no, like I've spent seven years, like we've spent seven years kind of in this up and down with these women or or depending on who you're talking about. And that you have an attachment to that person you have, and you're less likely to be like, let's fire that person. Like, but I think if you've spent two years with them, you're more likely to kind of, you're not forming attachments with them. You're just kind of like, okay, on to the next, on to the next, on to the next. It's and so like, personal for liked, us. I like I like to sink time into these women. That's that's part of the appeal for me. You so know? you invest in all yeah. of your relationships. I mean, so why even, not do it? In even TV? if I wasn't interviewing them, even if I wasn't yeah. that, like I just like the I like the ups and downs of these journeys that they're on. And like I don't know, I I I think I'm I'm pretty good at car- compartmentalizing with some of them in terms of like when they do bad things, and when they do good things, and like just kind of going off of what I see on the show a lot of the time. But like. I want to see them make mistakes and like then come back and, and redeem themselves. Yeah. And I think that we've seen that 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 pay off over the years with certain people by keeping them around and not just being like, all right, let's fire them. Or let's, yeah. you know what I mean? And so I'm uh I try to like I, I'm definitely in tune with the online conversation, of course. And like I like to be in tune with what the fans are saying and and I'm one of those fans, but I also need to keep it at arm's length sometimes. Yeah, it can take a really dark turn. Yeah. And it
1: like for me, I was one of those people when Candace and Monique in Potomac, I was really, yeah. I was very team Monique. Same. I was very Same. Team, Mo- team Monique. And then if Candace had been fired, like I've come around to Candace. Uh, I now, I, am, I am in the same boat. And I'm like, look at this. If I had had my, uh, you know, if I had my wishes, like, she would have been gone. And it would have like, I would have missed out on some great moments and starting to appreciate her and what she brings to the
0: show. We would never have gotten, not today, Nick. <laughs> you know, we never would have gotten that. And like, we and wouldn't pe- got to drive I was, back. I was so vocally team Monique that like people thought I was on her payroll. Like that's, those are the tweets that I was getting. Yeah. And like, you know, I stand by in that situation like sort of how that went down. We don't need to re to relitigate it, but like, but you know, you're, I think that's a really good example of that because it, I'm fully, I mean, Candace is a fan favorite now, you know, and she wasn't necessarily back then.
1: Is there one person or anybody that you actually have taken it personal in terms of a Bravo celebrity or a celebrity where you're like, I would not interview that. I would not want, I don't Mm. want to interview that person.
0: Towards the end with Rinna, for sure. I actually, I actually last year at BravoCon she reposted my footage of her being getting booed from TikTok. That was she remember she posted. Oh, them, yeah, that was mine. And she thank you so much. And <laughs> no, but so right after that panel, it, BravoCon's this weird thing where like if you have a media pass, like you're sort of running back and forth between like the panels and being out on the floor versus like being in this back red carpet room. where like, you know, at one thirty, the Beverly Hills housewives are going to come after their panel and go down the whole, whole press line or like so you kind of have to like time it right. So I went to the Beverly Hills panel and then I ran back to the red carpet. Um, and you know, I interviewed a couple of them and, or did, I did, I did this big video where like they all said, bravo, bravo, fucking bravo. And I did a whole compilation of it and I asked Erica to do it and she was like, no, I'm not doing that. And then when Rinna came down, you know, the, the, I, she just done 20 interviews about getting booed on a whole stage. And I also just like, Hey, I did really did not like her last season. I just, I, I, there was nothing redeeming about her in my eyes. And I was like, I don't even need to like. I, so I, I physically stepped back. I turned my back, kind of like Meredith to Angie Kay. And I was like, you know what? I'm just not going to even like, dabble in this or even wade into these waters. I'm...
1: I'm pulling myself no, out. No, it, it seems like we aligned pretty much. And like, for me, it would be Tom Sandoval right oh,
0: now. Oh, 100%. For me, because just- because I've been talking shit online. It's well, like, that's and well, I don't I, talk I, that much Yeah, I've
1: made so many, like, and I, like you said, sometimes it's good to take a beat. I was going, I was yeah. reacting in the moment. We kind of all were. And it was really wild. And I'm not taking any of that back, but it is interesting to watch this from a pop culture perspective mm-hmm. and the marriage of this and commerce. We now have an announcement that Tom Sandoval, today, I believe you guys, yes. I hate to throw more promotion his way, <laughs> But he is starting his podcast called "Every Everybody Loves Tom. Mm-hmm. Very funny because he's Tom Sandoval. And he actually had some filmed bits where he came in, takes off his shirt, and they're like, hey, the audience can't tell you if you have your shirt off. It's a podcast. He's like, they'll be able to tell. <laughs> um, I couldn't interview Tom. I wouldn't want to do that me, right me now. What do you take on him? Like, what's your take on him having a podcast?
0: Well, one thing that I noticed is like, okay, so he announces it Wednesday morning, Ariana's Dancing with the Stars, right on the on heels. Tuesday night, and you, I think you can read that in two ways. One is that he's trying to like sort of capitalize on that like attention from right now, which is probably true. But also, knowing him, he probably also did it on. Wednesday morning after the debut to like, try to get some brownie points for like letting her have her moment. You know what I mean? Like he could have easily, he could have easily <laughs> overshadowed her and done a, a Wednesday, morning yeah. Tuesday morning. And like, that's, that was my first uh, kind of reaction. Cause I was just like this dude, like he wants, he wants to like, just be pat on the back for like, the smallest of things. Um, I'm not surprised he's a podcast. I think that the, the little, well, I think it's,
1: you, you legally have to now if yeah, you're exactly. on a reality totally. show. Yeah. A
0: hundred percent, especially pump rules. Um, i i I mean we saw from the uh the Howie Mandel podcast like he, he it's not exactly that's, he doesn't exactly thrive in this environment see, that's I would the thing say. that I'm curious yes. about in just
1: terms of like communication when you no. speak you have a clear thought you're leading on to the next point point. and with Tom and that's no offense to Tom but that was never his strong suit was communication. And we saw that not just on the Howie Mandel, but all 10 seasons oh, of this I mean, show. It's, it's, yeah. And his passion was what I think a lot of people were drawn to. So week in, week out, when you're in these podcasting
0: streets, you can't just... I mean, he's also... He's, he, again, love him or hate him. A lot of us hate him right now. He is endlessly watchable. You know, he's, he's a watchable person. He's he's kind of made for this in in a lot of different ways. Part of it is the different hairstyles he's done over the years. Part yeah. of it are the wild outfits. You know, and let, I mean, I'm sure his podcast is going to be filmed. I'm sure it's going to be put on TikTok and like, well, it'll be unavoidable, but it's not exactly the medium for him. I really don't think that,
1: you know, it'll be, it'll, I'll be, and it'll, it's interesting because it'll get what we do too is like hate, listen, we'll mm-hmm. talk about it. So it'll do good initially. Yeah, I just think with anything, it's like, will you stick to yeah. that? That's my curiosity with any of it's these It's sort podcasts. of
0: like when Chris Harrison came back with his podcast, you know, yeah. it was like after like three years after he was like fired and it was like, okay, we all listened to like those first, like. Three episodes, maybe, yeah. and then it was like when he addressed everything, and like that's probably what Sandoval is going to do. And then it's like, okay, how are yeah, you going to sustain my attention? You, you, you probably won't.
1: Big message. You get, you, you get his his name gets out there again. Mm-hmm. We, he's doing something, and then will it
0: last? Who knows? TBD. I mean, I'm really curious if he's like who he's going to have on. Like, you know what I mean? I, is he going to have Carl on? Is he going to have? Is Schwartz, it going to be like? And- is it going to be like the 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 United like? canceled men of america like i don't know
1: but he wouldn't even be able to lead that conversation no, and like not. it would be so fascinating not. to have somebody like Carl on of like course. hey what's
0: your best way to dump somebody do you
1: like lying to women like
0: yeah i i'm kind of at a loss i don't know what he's going for i mean he's cashing in like yeah. everyone else has which honestly like he's allowed to do um
1: because podcasting is where you make the real money folks <laughs> this is millions and millions of dollars i'd say i'm curious though like is it a financial thing purely because he signed up for ego sp- thing. special forces, which yeah. I know you watched yeah, as I well. I watched the first episode. And I loved you tweeted the other night and I had just watched <laughs> it. The moment that stood out to me, too, was Black China oh and God. Brian Austin Green. Tell the audience what this moment okay, it was, was literally
0: so random. And, it, you know, it was an hour long episode and like it was like pretty good. You know, you got yeah. like really quick hits of what they're all going to kind of bring to it. At the very end, they're kind of all going to bed, and all of a sudden, like you don't really even know like what I think Brian Austin Green, who's Megan Fox's ex husband, just like looked at her the wrong way, yeah. and she was just like, "Don't try me, I'm not the one. I'm from DC." And then she just like goes off on it for like a minute, and I'm just like, "Okay, I guess I I didn't know this is like the definition of like something I didn't know I needed, which is a black China and <laughs> Bra- Brian Austin Green." feud in like the middle of the winter and like you would have New never, Zealand or whatever the fuck they are you
1: would have never pictured that moment in no. a million oh God, years please. or them
0: together in any sort of like, that's a so bad and it's good had, moment. and yeah and she had been like so kind of like she hadn't really made an impact yet that day and uh imagine going to bed if you're Brian <laughs>
1: Austin Green that night you're like did Black China literally just <laughs> steps here <laughs> yeah <laughs> so great um and Tom if you notice he's like cheering everybody on he's trying like I'm a nice guy like yeah you
0: you know I'm, He's overcompensating.
1: Uh, I, you know, I think I'll check back in on that show, definitely. But
0: I love the fact that it's there. Yes. And the seriousness in which it takes Oh, my itself. God. And, like, the terror read of it all is, like, very dark. She smuggled in three packs of cigarettes.
1: And she was talking about how much she doesn't have the same energy yeah, she did it's, it's when she really, was younger. That
0: is, like, tragic, honestly. That, and, like, I'm not even trying to be, like, mean-spirited. It's, like, kind of a very sad thing to watch with her. Um, but the rest, I mean, the rest of it, I think, is kind of, I mean, the Jojo Siwa of it all, saying she was triggered dance moms Uh, being yelled at in an intense environment and that like reminded her being on dance mom's abby lee miller like the whole thing was just i mean it's interesting there's little pockets of it that are really really good
1: um dancing with the stars we had ariana
0: last night mauricio was in the bottom Mm -hmm. two did you watch i dancing with the stars i've never i mean i guess like early on i was sort of watching full episodes i just like watched the dancing clips of like who i actually kind of care about yeah two and a half hours it's a long time. That's why I tapped out of the Bachelor years ago because I'm just like I don't have the time in my week to to, to dedicate. To are you going to potentially dip into the Golden Bachelor? I'm, I'm. I have a I have like a list on my phone that I always have going of like shows I'm watching, shows that I are coming up. I have a question mark by it, so I might, I might you know watch the premiere and see how it goes. Like <laughs> I, I think I, I kind they, of am interested. Oh, I'm so interested. Um, I just hope that like, the Bachelor formula, like and the way that they just like, I I, yeah. I, I had to tap out, but golden bachelor is absolutely compelling and like i'll probably i'll definitely watch the premiere
1: when jared Fried, who does a the bachelor here yeah he was talking about it last week with me and he and you know because i was like hey did, is it like follow the same kind of structure of the bachelor and it does but it's not that thing of like
0: hey you getting your dick right. wet
1: tonight like hey you
0: getting wasted like there's something and, like they're not sure about there it. to like be social media influencers like yes. they're like they're probably also really looking for their second shot at love and like i that's I like. That's, that's what it's appealing all about. to me. Yeah, if you 100%. strip away all yes, the crap the that artifice. these reality yeah. star uh,
1: shows have created, okay, I'll watch. Okay, okay. Cool. <laughs> so Dancing with the Stars. Back to that. Yeah. It makes you feel like you're a dance expert. Where I started commenting to myself about how tight some of these men's hips are. I'm like, they need to loosen I don't know how to dance, but I'm like, these guys need to loosen up. I was shocked Mauricio was in the bottom too because I thought he did decent. He's like decent. an
0: athletic, like fit guy. You think he'd be like, yeah, totally. Smile on his face. Yeah. I thought he, you know, people were much worse. Charisma. Yeah, totally.
1: Um, Kyle was in the audience with the daughters. The, the daughters. There was a quick clip, if people caught it, that I talked about where uh Mauricio just finished. They cut over to Kyle and the kids, and Kyle don't think realized the camera was on her yet. And she was lightly clapping. Mm. And then the camera, she realized and then she was like, woo. And I was like, there's still it, I don't know if I'm reading into it. It does feel like there obviously
0: is. I mean, tension. I mean, there's obviously like a performative element to like everything they're giving us, right? Like over the past six months. And I'm just past 15 uh, years. Yeah, yeah. But no, but just like with this whole situation, I just, it's so I usually can get a pretty good read over like what somebody's going for and like what they're what kind of like the end i don't know what i don't know what i still don't really people people ask me because it's like you know we're in this world and it's like what do you what's going on with kyle like what's what's what yeah. do you know and i'm like i actually doesn't really i can't get a good grasp on it like yeah. i really don't know like it, she's being so public about so much of it and i'm all exhausted too and i'm yeah exactly um I, I call it know. like the picking cameras back up uh,
1: uh, syndrome yeah. I'm having right that's now. A, that's where that's a slippery slope. Same thing with Summerhouse potentially with mm-hmm. Carl and Lindsay. Like mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, how many moments in your actual life where you're like, this is so intense? I think we're gonna pick
0: the cameras back up. Like yeah, like, and like I don't with like the Drew of it all on, on Atlanta. Like I don't even know if that even really paid off. Like it was an interesting five minutes. I mean to have a song at the end where you
1: sing. I hope they institute that at all reunions right. where somebody has oh to sing God, to their partner. That was at the
0: wild, but like picking back cameras up for her it was sort of like okay, maybe this doesn't always need to happen. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah, That's like Scandal. I, I think saying.
1: why don't we have that a shining of course, example? That,
0: of course, that made obvious, obvious, and we're uh, we're so grateful that that happened. It deserves the Emmy. Yes. I, I'm not even joking. I think it does deserve to be recognized. A, it was a feat of of. Reality television.
1: And in terms of production, the way they picked up on that, how complicated that all
0: was to do. Elevating my style
1: used to mean breaking the bank, but with Quince, I get high-end, versatile pieces at prices I can actually afford. Now I can upgrade my style by snagging killer luxury essentials that sync with my vibe and my wallet. You guys know I've got a blue linen blazer. Now I have a black leather jacket and I have my eye on this Italian suede trucker jacket. I think that's going to be my next purchase. So Quince creates timeless essentials that never go out of style. You're going to have them in your closet forever. Quince has all the must-haves like Mongolian cashmere crew neck sweaters from $50, iconic 100% leather jackets, and versatile flow knit activewear. With all Quince items, everything is priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices along with premium fabrics and finishes. How do you not love that? So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping and 365 day returns on your order. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. If you're a wine lover like me, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks. It's called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, I get to discover new wines I'm guaranteed to enjoy. That's because First Leaf gets to know your unique preferences. To start, all you have to do is answer a few quick questions on their website about what flavors that I like, how often I drink wine, and if I prefer red, white, or rosé, or a combination. Now, based on my answers, First Leaf curated an amazing selection of wines just for me. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash so good to get your first box. That's tryfirstlea com slash so good. Tryfirstleaf.com slash so good. You are an expert, I think, in all pop culture, not just reality television. And I was thinking of the, what I keep saying is these, the, tight stranglehold that Taylor Swift has on literally everything that she touches right now. Mm -hmm. What is your take on Taylor? Because right before we came in here, we got breaking news. I got a push alert, (laughs) two push alerts on my phone that Sophie Turner, Joe Jonas's ex was spotted leaving Taylor Swift's New York apartment with her kids. And I love that that was a push alert, but that's just how powerful that
0: I'd love to know. Daily mail. Uh, Daily mail. Okay. Love. Um, No, it's so interesting because I, I've been a Taylor Swift fan since, 2008 I saw her open for Rascal Flats in concert and I've seen every tour every tour since yeah but there's this there's a different it's actually it's sort of what we were talking about with like new house newer housewives fans versus like kind of more legacy housewives fans which is like there's a really like different intensity to like a newer Taylor fan like a younger Taylor fan I would say who's like it's been cultivated on TikTok and all these things where it's like we're hyper aware of every single detail like I just I love Taylor like she's like my favorite artist in the world but I just can't tap into it like in with that much ferocity. ferocity, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but I do. I mean, I'm obviously paying attention to all the details. But I, it's it's about like the, the the TikTok of all. I you're I really, not doing
1: the 33 million puzzles to get to the certainly hidden Certainly not. Tracks. Like yeah. I
0: know that that will be solved in 20 minutes, and I'll see that some. I'll, I'll, I swallow. I follow the Swift Society on Twitter, and they will tell me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm not that person. But like this whole Joe Sophie situation, I think is fascinating, and um, it's so. It's so interesting that like Sophie is basically like, taking some a page from the Taylor Swift playbook, you know. Of like, it's it's that com- combined with showing Joe that like you can play that game, you but know. It's like
1: Taylor Swift now, all of a sudden is Yoda. She's like, like yeah, yeah like
0: young Jedi. I will teach it's you like, the oh, ways. You're, you're splitting up from your celebrity boyfriend. Like, come to me, and I will guide you through this process. And like, the
1: connection that Taylor had with Joe oh my Jonas, God, and that
0: makes your it makes my head hurt. Like how much of like a you know, I love that
1: men are potentially going to bed that have dated her just
0: worried. Like I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal,
1: we saw what he went through with this damn red scarf. John Mayer, the dear John, they're, of ne- it they're all. Just never going to
0: get married because they don't want to have to go through, Could you know, you- their ex wife going, you know, going to Taylor and getting some uh, some consulting some <laughs> consulting work on on how to how to do a celebrity split right. You know, one of my big. Pop culture pet peeves for the last year, and this had to do with Vanderpump, everything
1: mm-hmm. is that we make everything a conspiracy theory. Yeah, I know. Nothing is true. Nothing is even possible. So, even this Travis Kelsey football player romance, all, you know, it's you have 70% just so excited about it, so into it. It makes, put a, puts a smile on people's face. Like it's so silly, yeah. but like it makes me happy. And then 30% of it's all fake. You know, the NFL needs this. They need uh, this. Taylor needs it. It's all completely structured. And I'm like, at some point, you have to understand
0: these people do have real moments. They're just celebrities. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, it can't all be PR. Like it can't all be Chris. At a certain point, something has to be real. Exactly. And like, why can't Taylor just be like having fun with somebody like in the spotlight when like she was in a relationship for three years with somebody who made her so serious and like, it was so private and it was so, you know, so kind of like serious. And I was just like, it's, it's such a different look from her that, it's kind of, that's who she is, honestly, yeah. underneath it all. So she's back to herself, in my opinion. Like, she's always done these different things. It's we just, all contain like, multitudes. It's just that, like, the environment is different around celebrity news now. So, like, but, like, back in the 1989 era, like, with all the girlfriends and all, like, that Oh, I mean, stuff, yeah, like, the, please, the like, Avengers. She, she yeah. always did this kind of stuff. Like, this is, like, this is her bread and butter. So, like, it's just that she is at this new height. So, like, it, we're all more aware of it and everyone's more in tune with it. And it's also just the nature of, this and this kind of like celebrity news.
1: I just think with everything, you know, I think it like trickles down from politics. Exactly, everything is fake, and I think that's the thing is that I like to believe in reality. I love Same. something that's real, and I love to feel good about something, even if it's silly. There's yeah. no shame
0: in that, and I think it's also it, it. It I like to have a little bit of faith in like the people that I like that are in the public eye. That like they they wouldn't just do like this. Fully, they aren't just like fully cynical like for the attention, for the business, for the whatever. Like, I know that Taylor's, like, very much a businesswoman who, like, everything's sort of about the end game with her. Yeah. But, and, like, you know she's thinking five steps ahead, but she still had like, that, that footage of her in that box at that football game, like, that wasn't her. She's not that good of an actress. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, it's, like, yeah. she was having she, fun. And let her be Sorry. corny. We're corny. Yes. Let her be corny yes. if she wants to be. I've always said, like, one of the reasons why I, <laughs> I really like Taylor Swift is that I'm not a very earnest person, but, like, she... Gives me an excuse to be earnest, yeah. And like I really like that about being a Taylor Swift fan, and
1: yeah. you know, it's okay to have your heart on your sleeve sometimes 100%. and do it in a poetic way. Uh-huh. Um, I was talking to Sammy last week, and we were saying, you know, she is just the perfect blend of art and commerce. Yeah, you can't
0: forget the commerce. No, it's always, so like it, what an insanely good business person. Yeah, a hundred percent. That's always right there with her, obviously. And we all, will you
1: see Taylor Swift the Eras tour at AMC when it opens in movie theaters this October? I already have my
0: ticket. You do? Yeah, Sunday of opening weekend.
1: Okay, so Nan-nay. now this. This actually was a surprise too because they're opening it day and date worldwide, not just in the United States, mm-hmm. worldwide. Mm-hmm. So she could potentially
0: make 80 billion dollars. I mean, it's going to be more it
1: truly will be <laughs> more was, than a Marvel she movie. She was
0: already on on course to make like 100 150 million in the opening weekend, which is crazy especially for a concert movie, but do you, you think know. they'll
1: have like post-credit scenes like Marvel?
0: I mean, if like she, she has if a superpower at the end or something, smart, it's like you know,
1: <laughs> she, pay $5 she teases extra the sequel? to Stay
0: in your seat for an extra twenty minutes, you know, and like I, what I'm curious about. I mean, I'm I'm thinking it's pretty much a pretty straightforward concert that we're watching on screen, but I'm, I'm curious how much behind the scenes Oh, that would be great stuff. Yeah, if they show her going like when that, yeah, the dive happens 100%. underneath like that's, the that's, stage. I want a GoPro attached to like, you know, whatever is right there. <laughs> um, yeah, I hope that we get some of that. I hope it's not like just the concert, but I would be very content if it was just the concert because it's, yeah. it's an amazing show.
1: Okay, my question to you is, I have t- I did not get to see the Arrows tour okay. because I had
0: some family stuff mm-hmm.
1: and I have tickets in May to Stockholm. So, oh my God. So I'm gonna go see that first time, but do I go see the movie or do I, I wait Ooh. until
0: May and see it live, then see the movie. It's interesting. I mean, it's kind of, it's like those people who said they basically felt like they watched the whole thing on TikTok before going. Yeah. You know? I mean, I did watch some things on yeah. TikTok. Yeah. I mean, guys, maybe we should do the vote or something. I, I think it. I think it just kind of comes down to like whether you have the self-control to do that. Like, I, I don't think yes, I, I don't have and this. And obviously I, and I, and I don't I wouldn't either. I'm not, I'm not no shots fired. Like, like I didn't, I, <laughs> I would obviously see the movie. I, I don't know if I would be able to wait nine months, but I think you should just see the movie. <sighs> it's different. Fine. It's different in person when you're like, it really, again, excuse to be earnest. It really is like a communal, like kind of experience. Yeah. And, um, and we need more of those. Yes. Yeah. Um, moving on, you were commenting
1: and I really enjoyed, or I don't, uh, the first four episodes of Love is Blind season oh five. God. We just had the first four episodes last Friday. We get the next four, I believe this Friday. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts? Oh, just because God. first off, the concept is still so batshit in so many ways. It still
0: works. Which yeah. Is, yeah. Which is, and this which Uche, my... I don't
1: like this guy at all. Which one? Uche. Oh, Uche, right? God. I always say his name. Oh hard. yeah.
0: U- Uche. I think. Uche. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that moment where he like took Aliyah to task on cheating two years ago and like made her feel like a horrible person for it, like it it was, it, it, it it made me nervous. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm glad that she ultimately stepped away, or at least for the time being, I stepped away from him, because yeah. it made me nervous about like if he's th- this is the way she's he's talking to her on camera. What would he do in the privacy? And I'm, I'm not saying like anything no, yeah, yeah, yeah. too serious, but like, just the way he spoke to her was like really concerning to me. Um, and spoke to like kind of how he, he would just a, he's a very intense person um very type a very you like, tell he's used to steering yeah, and dominating like kind of being ocd like he, he's very like intense um and that was <laughs> dark but the, the the thing that i the person i can't stop thinking about is lydia who <laughs> <laughs> would have d- done anything for to walk out of that place with a ring in my opinion yeah um she is. She's, I mean, well, I was thinking about
1: Johnny because Johnny was. Well, she's the. She's yes, the one Johnny. that went for the other guy. He he goes for another girl <laughs> and then goes back to the, oh the poor guy. I was like, you know what? I've always gone for the wrong guys, and I think this was life telling me that I need to go for you how insulting
0: I'm so I'm so glad that he was stronger than maybe I would have been and just I was like, you know what no actually you're I'm your second choice and I'm not down to be your second choice yeah which is which is interesting because I actually found myself kind of drawn to Johnny I thought that she was like at first I me liked too. her vibe and I thought that I, I I liked the conversation she was having with people but like the, she she you know, she showed her cards in that moment and uh, it's you know, she tried. It's,
1: it's, it's immensely watchable show and I think it'll be interesting. I sometimes want more pods. like I want the I unedited conversations of from start to finish, show me the entire, I don't care if there's pods. It's like the same thing with like- uh, Like Big Brother. Or like even Sprinter Van footage in oh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Housewives. Totally. Give me the unedited. Yeah. Oh, like, well, I'll I'd pay extra. Five hours. Yeah. You can edit how you oh. want but then let me watch yeah. it. I don't care if I watch Silence. Yeah,
0: it's why people watch the Big Brother live feeds because they just like want that uninterrupted stuff. I've never done that to myself. Oh, I've never done that either. Because I know it would be yeah, you know, there, there's over. two kinds of big brother fans there's the you watch the cbs <laughs> cut episode and you maybe click on the hashtag every once in a while or you watch the live feed. i am not a live feeds watcher anyway um no i totally agree and it's interesting when like even this season i noticed a lot which was like towards the end of like the third episode and definitely into the fourth episode you notice that when they go back to that lounge, there's like nobody there because yes. <laughs> everyone else has been at yeah, home because like they didn't getting find glass for the literally <laughs> it's like it's just like the four couples were watching and like it's like, OK, this is bleak. I like, though, the
1: when they get out of the pods, though, I do like because then the family gets involved. Oh my God. And usually the families are
0: pretty worried for these. people. <laughs> for yeah, them. they're like, what has gotten into you? Yeah. No, it's 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 such a good show. It's the only Netflix show that I uh, reality show that I watch. Like, I don't yeah. like any other ones, but. Love is blind just I I it's the show that when when the when those new episodes drop like I have it, I can't do anything I else. didn't think
1: I was going to do it and I was like, "You know what? It's rainy, it's gloomy in New York. Why don't and then I
0: just burned no, through them." It's it's you, it's uh irresistible.
1: Now, you only watched that, but I did see a trailer for a new, I think it comes out in December, potentially The Squid Game reality series oh on Netflix. Oh I my mean, I did watch
0: Squid Game, but
1: Yeah, but now they're <sighs> doing the actual reality series, and I do want to tell people people are yeah. actually dying. But at the same time, I'm like, well, how does this work? How do you get out? Like, it has like the red light, green light, big doll in the trailer. And I'm like, how close are we to mm. people so, like, potentially losing people their camera. lives right. on camera?
0: It's, uh, I don't know. Yeah. It, it's it's just amazing, like an idea like that, how many people it goes through. And it's like, oh, yeah, this is a great idea. All right. Yeah. Let's green light it. Let's go. Put it in the production. I mean, I guess I'll try
1: it. I've watched I mean, I'll probably, I've watched way worse, you know. Certainly. I watched that last season of Dallas. Um sorry, <laughs> no, no. There was elements so we're good. On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Recently, The Big Flop looked at The Swan, a competition show between women who were hoping to transform their physical appearance. The problem? The women were isolated for weeks, berated, operated on, and then were ranked by a panel of judges. Unsurprisingly, it all led to trauma for the contestants and terrible reviews. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus. This is Thursday. This is uh, this will come out, and tonight we have the season premiere of the Kardashians. Do you mess with that them oh, at all? I, I fuck with it so hard. Me too, actually. And I actually really enjoyed last season of the Kardashians so on Hulu. I. I thought the Kim Courtney relationship was very interesting and very telling. And from the trailer, we seem to get so much more of that. Mm-hmm. And I think you know, talking about fakery and trickery and the Kris Jenner of it all, even if you try to plan things, things seep through the
0: surface. And yeah. I think we see that. Yeah, and I think with the Kardashians, the difference between them and the housewives is that they get final cut. They're producers on the show, so they, they it's what you're seeing, they want you to see. You know, like what what you're seeing on the Kardashians on Hulu, like that, they've all seen that already and they've signed off on that going public. And There's like, four separate cuts for each of the girls. Totally, and it's like, so for them, it's interesting that like they've put so much of the Courtney and Kim stuff out there and I think that Partially, that's an acknowledgement of the fact that like them doing the just sort of like boring business meetings and like kind of like the prank stuff that like they were doing a lot towards the end of yeah, keeping I'm up. Art like, right, yeah, Art Vanderley. Right, it's like getting, like that stuff was is fun in like really small bits, but like th- I think a part part of that was just an acknowledgement of the fact that they actually do have to give us more of the interpersonal drama because that's what people. I mean, that, I mean, the the Dolce Vita lifestyle thing went so like that was their biggest viral moment in like years. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. was like a huge meme. Yeah, and. I think that for them to lean into it, it's really smart, and I think the Kim and Courtney stuff is very real. I think it's like they have a lot of tension and always have, and for, so I'm glad that we're seeing more of it because for them to have pre- maybe presented us with like a kind of clean slate and buttoned up version of it this season would have been inauthentic. Yeah. Obviously, after it's how intense well, it was the audiences last year. are so sophisticated yeah, totally. now too that so we can I'm sense when they're, something they're really real. finding their footing with the Hulu show, and I and I really, I honestly really enjoy it.
1: And I know it's kind of like they always say it's a commercial for them, of course, of course, but, like, but they don't have to do this. No. You know, they are now multi-billionaires, some of them, right. millionaires, all of them. At a certain point, I do wonder the conversations of how much longer- I know, in- I know. But I,
0: I, I am a, I'm somebody who really believes that for them, like when they didn't have the show for like, that was only like a year I think they didn't have, like they were between Keeping Up and Hulu. and. When they don't have a show, I I do think they need that central vehicle to like just I don't even I don't even think it's like to like you know sell their product. I really just think it's to it's to keep them like sort of more top of mind and like in a well rounded way. So like I, for example, with Chloe, if there if the show wasn't there, Chloe is just all she is is good American headlines about her photoshopping her stuff and like Tristan Thompson drama like or headlines about yeah. that. And it's like, that is, that just flattens her so much. And like, she to me is like, has the most, has one of the most dynamic personalities of the family. She's, she's yeah, still you really You get to funny. see what makes and her show that she can actually show that. And I don't think that she, she, cause she's pulled back so much on social media. And like, I understand why, because she gets so much like bullshit on there. But like, so for the show to still be there for her, I think is really beneficial. And I think that for her, I think her and Kim acknowledge that the most. And they, they benefit the most from it in terms of like, People liking them, yeah, and I think that pe- pe- Chloe, pe- people dunk on Chloe so much because of outside of the show. That's all the media covers with her, and I think it's it's you know, it's, yeah. I'm, gl- I'm glad they're recognizing the importance of having this show.
1: I'm so curious in terms of streaming services because Hulu doesn't release their numbers. Yeah, I mean, we had the e series; it you know kept dropping off in ratings. Mm-hmm. But with streaming services, that it's there's like a big mystery. Like we'll get little drops, like Peacock said. Real Housewives of Salt Lake was the most streamed show of, for Housewives right. on that streaming service right. ever. But
0: I am curious of like how many of us are still tuning in. What are these
1: numbers? I know,
0: and like I think that you can kind of like click the hashtag on on Twitter and like kind of get a sense for how many people are talking about it at a certain any given moment. Yeah, like I was on Dancing with the Stars hashtag, and I was like,
1: "There's a lot of yeah, people totally. talking about like, this. Those people
0: aren't on my timeline normally Not at all." But you know, I'm glad that the conversation is still going because um, I love Twitter and I love talking about reality yeah. TV on online. Um, I thought I think for the first two seasons of the Kardashians, like the conversation wasn't really there that much. Like there was a couple, there were a couple moments, but like last season again, I really felt it's a shift with it. Um, and they get a lot of coverage still. I mean, it's. It's so it would be so it's like I think people want to write them off and want to write off like that Their waning relevance. And like maybe that's partially There's true. No but like, it's like they still drive. They still influence and drive so much of the culture these days. And it's just sort of like let's everyone seems to sort of like acknowledge that they're never going to go away. Yeah. And like just I, I was here watching forever. And we're going to see we're going to be watching them in some capacity until they're 90 years old. Get ready. You know? um, Apple TV. I was watching
1: this this weekend too. The supermodels. Did you watch this? I, wa-
0: I loved it. Four part oh docu
1: series. I recommended to the audience on Monday, but I keep thinking about it in terms mm-hmm. of just that shift. Is mm-hmm. that there's these certain moments in pop culture where it's a time and place that really you know creates the culture and things happen you know, from that, obviously. But the Kardashians are like that, too, where I'm yeah. like, at some point, I could see a very serious four-part Apple TV. So, you know, 30 years from now, about this time and place in this moment, what they helped create and what spawned. I and I thought, what a well-done thing. And I'm not even a huge supermodel fan, but right. I was, it was fascinating. No, I,
0: I I learned so much from that show, and I thought it was really well done, and it didn't shy away from showing some more difficult things. And, um, no, I think that... I with that and like the Kardashians and all these things, I think it's like, I think some. We talked about people like calling people to get fired and 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 like kind of being really critical of all these people that we watch on TV. But like, why do people want to watch perfect people on TV? Like, the, if if we all want to watch like perfect, faultless people who never made mistakes on reality TV, like we would watch the most boring ass shows. Like, I want this. I want there to be a huge Kim Kardashian scandal that she has to sort of answer for. And then, like, and then I sort of, okay, understand where she was coming from. Or I want Naomi Campbell to have to, like, talk about, like, some of the headlines that she made back in the 90s yeah. and early 2000s about, like, you, you know, have to see people learn. being abusive to her staff or, like, you know, her uh, struggling with drug addiction and all these things. And, like, on Housewives, I want. I can't, I want to have to maybe compartmentalize like some of the women from their politics and things like that because I think it, it it makes for sort of like an active viewing experience and like it's a little more challenging. Um, well, that's the same thing with uh, Mary Cosby. People yes. keep saying, "Well, oh I don't know why I you, I don't know why you find
1: her funny. I don't this and this. I'm like, yeah, but I don't need her to be perfect. Yes. I'm not taking my social cues or how to view politically or religiously from her. But what I can appreciate if the camera kicks her and she says something snarky, mean, rude, and and potentially off base I can find that funny in the moment I can say that wow she's a very interesting person and move on
0: exactly like you like I can't tweet about her without somebody being like well she's a cult leader and she's blah 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 and it's like okay, I'm, okay. I'm aware yeah, I'm not, we're not ignoring the fact that she is a complex person that that is like probably doing some shady like but we that's not being discussed on the show it's not she's not actively like kind of espousing that from her platform like and she's, yeah Bravo's she's, not promoting totally that. it's like it's not it's not being prom- promoted at all and like I'm, she's allowed to. I mean, she's allowed to be funny, and then like also have this like bad side. Though, well, she's hasn't. uniquely like, herself. It, totally. and the show like, is the highlighting the show, who all she we're is. getting from her are these like really funny, like kind of really savage moments that like I find are br- are kind of breaking through the ice in, in, in Salt Lake, like no pun intended with the ice, but like it's she's she's been very necessary in terms of the comedic yeah. relief. Like the show is okay with her oh in the Springer van for the entire episode. Course. I'm okay of with course. all of that I mean, kind it's kind of like, stuff. People who aren't, it's just sort of like.
1: Why are you even watching? <laughs> yeah, that's what, but it is interesting. And I want to give, I want to respect the way that we all view things
0: differently. Course, but yeah, it is to be interesting. Dismissive. Yeah, I just think the, that's, no, sometimes no, people I just, complain about it so much that I'm like, why do, why do you even watch these shows? I like think it, so much it, about this. I know. It's so interesting. It's like, if you're, if none of it's ever going to be right and like what you want and like the perfect thing, why, what do you get out of it? Yeah, you know? Yeah. I, I don't understand that. The constant sort of like it's kind of damned if they do, damned if they don't.
1: And I think that's with social media and all of us having voices, it's really such a landmine now. Every day, every tweet, everything that you say is something that will be potentially picked up as a negative force in some way. Yeah. Um, You are somebody that drives me towards things to watch, view, see. But for you, what are the, the a couple of the events or things that you've seen or been at this past year that, in terms of pop culture, that have you know stick with you?
0: um yeah i mean I, I did eras and renaissance which like to me are just going to be highlights from this time in my life honestly like not even just this year like those to me just were they were just like culture moments that yeah. um i felt lucky to be at them it, especially just considering like how hard it was to get tickets to them <laughs> and like how much i was paid um those i those just felt and it, i just felt part like part of the conversation i could like talk about it like knowing that I was there and like h- had the experience. Um, I'm trying to think of other events. Well, <laughs> I went to the Kiki Palmer concert. That's what I, saw, night. I saw you at that. That's what you're always in <laughs> something toured before. I mean, I love a concert Was that radio city or no, where was that, that a small? It was supposed to be this really small place in Williamsburg. And then it got upgraded to Webster hall, which is in the East village, which is a bigger venue. Um, and she just, to me, Kiki Palmer is like the, enter- like the top entertainer of the millennial generation. I think that she can do it all. She is, in it for the long haul. She is so effortless and like, I mean, she's never toured before and I, like, I, I would say that like probably a very small percentage of Kiki Palmer fans like are paying attention to her because of the, her music. You know, it's kind of like an afterthought in her career at this point but like, she held her own. She was dancing. She was talking to the crowd. She was interacting a lot. She, is just so funny and so talented and like, I I was very glad that I ultimately I I wasn't going to go, but my brother was my, my brother was already going, and he texted me and said that on StubHub the tickets were going for five dollars. So I was what? like, of course I'm going to go to StubHub.
1: The never. What are you five dollars? Five
0: dollars. Erica the, Jane is more the fee's expensive. for seven dollars more than the ticket.
1: <laughs>
0: and I texted her publicist and got her meet and greet. So that's why uh. it was a great great Sunday night. It's amazing. <laughs> no, but yeah, that was that was fun. Um, I to me a concert's always worth the money. Yeah. I'm
1: like. And it just makes. It just, there's something I said. It's always like about a. You'll never see that many
0: people with a smile on their face in one no, place. Anymore. and like, and it just, it just, yeah, you just let loose. I'm trying to think of like a Bravo adjacent. Yeah, thing like from what this was
1: Bravo like? So we have BravoCon coming yeah. up in
0: November. You're going to be at
1: in Vegas. Um, we were both there last year, and like you said about your Lisa Rinna story, it is like I'm. I'm nervous for my health in November. <laughs> I'm nervous for, and it was very different when it was in New York. I'm so curious when you throw Vegas. Like, I, I mean, is no Shep going to lose all his money? What,
0: I mean, the, I'm guessing that the, all the talent handlers are going to be pretty nervous about. <laughs> I mean, because Bravo also starts at like 10:30 in the morning, so it's like I don't know. How, people are going to be up all night, probably. I don't know. Yeah, That's, like who are we going to? We're going to lose some soldiers along the way, and I might be one of them. You know, I don't know. <laughs> so I'm not going to Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I, are I, you going to go see Erica Jane live? I honestly would love to see Erica Jane live. Would you pay? I mean, aren't they going for like seven dollars or StubHub?
1: Yeah, <laughs> yes. No, I would, I would pay
0: more. Um, no, I, I would. I, I'm curious. Like, and I'm, Erica. I think actually one of my learnings from last BravoCon, they were coming off that they were coming off the reunion. I think it was it was like right towards the end of that season of Beverly Hills that got so contentious and so heated, like especially online, and that hence Rena being booed. And I thought Erica at BravoCon in that season, also then kind of bleeding into BravoCon, did such a good job of like getting good favor back in her, in her court and just like getting the, like she was doing, she did a lot of course sort of the housewives mashup panels and was being really fine. Like she was being the Erica that we initially fell in love with. And I think they were, she was doing a really good job of like in the moment you were kind of, you kind of forgot about like what she's been doing for the past three years. Um, so I'm kind of like, and she's and doing also, a panel of choreography called Pat which, the oh, plus Corey. Listen, I'll go. Like, is that? I was that's like, at you like know, five thirty in the morning. I, and they, honestly, I'd go. Like, still drunk at well, before. i
1: go, I'm going to literally pull a Heather Gay at the Pat The Puss. I'm going to piss myself and puke myself at Show the up Pat with The, the plus. black eye and then <laughs> two black eyes. Right, exactly. Yes, yes. Exactly.
0: No, I would go to that. Honestly, like, why not? I I, I found I'm I'm that one season I was very critical of Erica because I thought. I actually never thought that she really knew much or anything, but I just didn't like the way she was handling the whole situation and I thought that I we don't need, again we don't need to relitigate, but I just think she's done a really fantastic job of bringing us back around with her personally.
1: Yeah, I mean, we'll for see. Me, I'm for I'm me. I'm juries I'm out for that, for but I'm I'm curious to see what this new season brings. Yes. I'm really excited about that. Um uh, also something I wanted to, to mention, uh, we've got a couple more things yeah, here, but course. in terms of, uh, I call her Bethany Frankel, mm. uh, she's Frankeling all mm. over the place. You know, I, I've been such a fan of Bethany for so many, uh, years and it, it feels like it's taken a real detour in terms of not what she's presenting. Cause I want fair work conditions. I want people to be safe, all of that stuff. But I, I just don't feel like she's a reliable narrator or the person to lead this charge. Um, are you able to give your take on? Yeah. Bethany?
0: I, she was my favorite. She's, just out of Housewives, like I would always point to her as being my favorite in terms of the impact on the show, in terms of how much she made me laugh, in terms of how much she drives story, and how many quotable moments she's had. Like I loved Bethany, and I still love what she gave us on Housewives. Yeah, but the, you know, it, it, I, you kind of saw it happening with like the TikTok stuff, and and you, it felt like a slippery slope. And again, like I'm, I'm pro union, I'm pro any but any worker, sort of like getting like <laughs> fair treatment and, and, yeah, all, and yeah. all this so, stuff. Like I'm not, what if you
1: came out on this show? She's like, I, I'm I anti-union, but, like, but, I think there's,
0: I, but I think there's a way to talk. I think I've seen people online say that like, you can't really criticize Bethany and like what she's saying without like kind of being against what she's like espousing. And um, I don't think that's true. And I think that I agree that she, ultimately like with Bethany it's hard not to think there's always sort of like an ulterior something or like there. It's like a, really a more about her, and like I think that the Raquel Rachel interview was like very indicative of that. Like I hated that whole situation, and I thought that she. I kind of think she took advantage of Rachel. To
1: me, it was and, a, 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 even worse than the Howie Mandel because yeah. I thought there was an interview to be had that I was actually curious about. I think, th- yeah, about her I think story. she
0: served it up as like this, and she probably booked her based on your truth, your, your story. Your truth. This is for the, the you know we're 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 gathering the people that like want a union, whatever. And I just think we haven't even heard about the union since then. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it just kind of felt like it was this like store, this like news cycle for a week, or you know what I mean? And like, yeah. and NBC did, NBC Universal did release that, this, whatever this, that is. This Monday they, they were, or, like, or last week. Yeah. They said, they're, it's, they're, you know, holding the production companies more accountable in terms of like trainings that's and, like, great. and like, and like messaging about alcohol consumption, all this stuff. Like, that's awesome. And like, if that's Bethany's impact, then kudos to her. But this whole, the whole thing with Carol was like super weird and like, I do love how Carol can still get under her skin all these years. Like, I think I, after all these years, I think it's, f- it's fascinating. It, like, she's the, kind of the one one of the only people that like can really kind of get to the bone with her. Um, I don't know. I do wonder, though, just even the TikTok of it all. Yeah. You
1: know, she shares, like, everything on the TikTok. But, you know, the complaints... You know, you. She comes from reality television, and then she wants. You know, I want to be paid if you are streaming. I want to be. I want a piece of this pie. And then she's putting pretty much. You know, a version of her reality again on TikTok. Right. So I find For it free. interesting. Of like, okay, what's, So what? What? What sets TikTok apart from a reality show? Is that just because you're in control, you're editing?
0: Uh, and now she's put. Now that's probably why she's leaning into YouTube, where you can get ad, where you can get ad money. You know. Yeah. Like she's she is monetizing it and probably getting brand and all these brand deals and stuff like that. I don't know. I just think that. It's unfortunate to me that Bethany didn't realize, and I'm sure she deep down kind of realizes this, but like hasn't just basically, basically, you know, acknowledged the fact that the medium that she works best in is on Real Housewives of New York. And damn, be proud of that, though. Yeah, I know. And like, I think that she distanced herself too much. And then I think she maybe recognized that and just was like, all right, let me just go full force in the other direction. And and it's unfortunate because like she gave, she's, I mean, we wouldn't. Housewife wouldn't be what it is today without her. and hundred percent. And for so many reasons. And, you know, it's- it's She bums me out though. It it, it bums me out. Because I'm
1: like, what's the point of being wealthy? What's the point of this if it just seems miserable? Mm -hmm. Like I just, if I got the sense that she was this happy-go-lucky person, not that any of us truly are, but I just don't even get that. It feels like, you know, now it's like, oh, I'm going to be canceled. I'm sick. I'm sick. Like, I dare you. Cancel me. Yeah, I know. I'm like, that's the other thing I've noticed with pop culture is that it's just- The attention economy—it doesn't matter, good or bad. It's like pro wrestlers
0: everywhere. It's like, yeah, I hate me. It's still attention. I don't get that. It's all political now too. So it's like, and I think that she just—it's she's kind of operating how she used to operate in front of the housewives' cameras, to be honest. But it's just like it's in the it's in the real world now, like ten times a day on TikTok, and it's there's a political tint to it sometimes. I think and. I don't know. I just I just don't I mean I don't
1: know. I it, it's it's I hate that we'll never see Bethany Frankel on Bravo again.
0: We won't. Yeah. We won't. A hundred percent. It, yeah, it's a it's it's a it's a it's a loss. As we wind down here selling the OC,
1: I talked to a couple of oh cast God. members this uh this week and uh, I was talking to Alex and Polly, and you can you know what was so refreshing and it was talking to them and even in the off moments that we didn't record, you guys tell like they are bothered about certain relationships. Like I'm th- sure. it's real,
0: it's I it's- think those two thought they were coming into this season they were going to be like you know, the alphas, the the you know, the the protagonists, people that everyone loved. That's not how it turned out for them this season. <laughs> no. It was the complete opposite. It's that meme of like the show villain and the real villain and like they it's
1: interesting misread the room. Yeah. I mean, but it's one of those, another like very watchable shows oh where it's God. eight episodes. But I worry sometimes in terms of pop culture is these things, when we binge them all in one weekend and then we just stop talking about them, it's like, where, where, you know, if a
0: tree falls in the woods, who? Oh you know? I'm a huge, I'm a huge week to week proponent. Like I think it'd yeah. be so much better if Netflix gave us. Even just four and four. Well, even, even like with that, the morning show right now, yes. which I'm watching, I'm like, at least it they did two
1: episodes. The, yes. So a week they can build totally. some sort I mean, of buzz. Love, it,
0: love is Blind. It's so smart. They, did, they do that with Love is Blind where they just like, they spread it out at least a little bit. Um, yeah, you're, it, it burns so, so bright and so fast. And I like, you just forget about it. You know yeah. what I mean? And then it like, what, and then a year later they pop back up and it's like, oh, wait, what's this person's <laughs> name again? Yeah.
1: Wait, you know, we're in the OC. Okay. I got and it. There's I got
0: 20 it. people on the cast now, you know, it's like three <laughs> yeah. of them never talk. Um, no, but this season was heaven. I loved it. Like, it yeah, was so it's good. like,
1: it's one of those things that I really enjoyed watching and it. just, my complaint was that it's, it was over too soon I agree. and we have to probably wait too long for the next. I know I, I need more Jarvis in my life. Um, well, this has just been amazing as it always is with you. I, 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 I thank you so much for, you know, getting all the way down here. You truly are one of the people I look up to in all of this. Oh, and, so nice. uh, you need to listen to his interviews, guys. I think he does this in a really great way. And I'm always excited to see what is next because he's teasing something folks. Mm. Gibson has a reality <laughs> reckoning coming in his own. His,
0: you, know, you know, it's more, I'm getting back to what people initially subscribe to that podcast for. Um, that I can't give them right now. And I'm going to be giving them this fall, um, starting this fall.
1: This is starting to sound sexual, Gibson. What do you- It's it, it, It's just,
0: it's just you know, I do my commentary on Twitter and like people love that and I and I love doing it. But my interviews have always been a moment for me to like, one, remind myself that these are real people and to like have conversations like that. But two, also just like to give people extra, like something, something a little deeper. Um, and I haven't been able to do that with Bravo people recently and reality people recently. Um, and I miss it. Yeah. <laughs> and- um, so,
1: well, you are a much needed voice oh, in any you. of the capacities Likewise. that you, you do this. So I'm so excited. And finally, what do you want to, who do you want to talk to at BravoCon? Because you will probably be collecting interviews. Ooh. Who are the people that you're out to get some, uh, some audio from?
0: I'd love to get some more Beverly Hills. they 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 can be hard to pin down. Beverly Hills is like not, they're not as made available. I would yeah, say they to don't, the they don't but mess. They don't really need to, yeah. I would say, um, any of them. What really. would you ask Kyle right now? What would I ask Kyle right now? What's your
1: favorite Morgan song? What, what, I mean, what? You...
0: No, I would ask her, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, what are you doing? What's how's, going on? How's it going? <laughs> I, I interviewed Kyle back in February, but it was before the whole thing happened. But I, I don't know. It's, uh, I love Kyle. I really do. And I just don't really know what's going on. I don't, but see, I, and I, and I, I like Kyle it. too. Yeah. I don't,
1: but it's one of those things. Like, I don't
0: care if she, I no, don't of care not. any of it. Do we the... think Morgan's going to be at BravoCon?
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I do. I mean, but not in a like, showy like, way. So like if I'm standing on the red carpet, you think she's going to be like sort of like like hiding sort of behind the media while Kyle does her interviews? And I then... don't think in that sense where it would be that.
1: I don't know. That's a really good question. Yeah. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised since they are doing that documentary about Morgan Wade that Kyle's involved in yeah. if she does have some sort of small
0: Vegas show. Oh, that'd be interesting. Yeah. Huh. Maybe Tom can open up for her with wow. the um, most extras. So we get, we learn how to pat the push from Erica. Yes. Tom and the Most Extras (laughs) starring. Everybody loves Tom host, Tom Sandoval.
1: Oh, bravo.
0: You've just, you're killing us. You break our brains, but we love
1: it. Uh, Gibson Johns. I'm going to put all of his socials on the show description. Go support. Gibson, please come back in less than three years next time. I'll come back anytime. Next week it is. Okay. (laughs) Bye. So Bad It's Good is a Betches Media production. The show is hosted and produced by me, Ryan Bailey, with Meditza Lopez and Sandra Fryer. Additional support provided by Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales Pico, and Rebecca Steinberg. Guest booking by Ali Friedlander. Video promotion by Laura Valencia. Be sure to send us your emails at so bad it's good with at gmail.com and follow the show at So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey on Instagram. And for additional craziness, go to patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good. Stay bad, baddies. batches